Welcome back to the commentary to Yom Truah, or Rosh Hashanah, the day of the awakening trumpet blast. My name is Ariel Ben Lyman Hanavi. I'm the author of the commentary. If you have the written notes, which I always recommend you obtain, we are around the middle of page 11, and this is part C. We have been talking about the shofar, and in this part 4 that we're in, entitled The Shofar and Spiritual Warfare, I'd like to turn now to some some relevant biblical texts. I'm going to simply list them before ending with a short summary. Now, almost every time you see the word trumpet in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, remember that the original Hebrew word was shofar. You may even want to study the full Bible story from which these brief quotations that I'm about to give you are taken. Believe me, that's a study in and of itself. Also, when reading... Please note that when the shofars were blown, notice who blew them, what events they heralded, and what were the people of Israel supposed to to do when they heard the shofar. And finally, how did the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob respond to the sound? Okay, so let's go through these texts. Note also how the Lord himself is going to blow his own great shofar one day. Here are the texts, and they're, they're given basically in the order that they show up in the Tanakh, okay? Starting with the earliest, moving towards later. Let's first start with number point number one at Mount Sinai. In Exodus 19, verse 16, I'm going to read this, quote, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled, end quote. Also, verse 19 of Exodus 19, quote, And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice, end quote. And then finally, Exodus 20, verse 18, quote, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off, end quote. Interesting, huh? I'm not even going to comment greatly on on the verses, because I believe that this is one case where basically the word of God speaks for itself. So I'll try and comment as little as possible, okay? Point number two, on the Almighty's Sabbaths. Psalm 81.3, blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. Leviticus 23.24, speak unto the children of Israel, saying in the seventh month, in the first day of the month, ye shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets and holy convocation. Leviticus 25.9, then thou shalt cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. In the day of atonement shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. Point number three, at the destruction of Jericho. Joshua 6.4 And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day you shall come past the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet... All the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. 
Joshua 6.20 So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Point number four, victory in warfare. Judges 7.16 And he, Gideon, divided the 300 men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. Judges 7.20 And the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Second Chronicles 13.12 And behold, God himself is with us for our captain and his priests with sounding trumpets to cry alarm against you. O children of Israel, fight ye not against the Lord God of your fathers, for ye shall not prosper. But Jeroboam caused an, an ambushment to come about behind him. So they were before Judah and the ambushment was behind them. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind, and they cried unto the Lord, and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout, and as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. Point number five, the return of the ark. Second Samuel 6.15 So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Point number six. The anointing of King Solomon. First Kings one thirty four, And let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him their king over Israel and blow ye with the trumpet and say, God save King Solomon. Point number seven, the dedication of the temple. Second Chronicles 5.13 It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that when the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of, of the Lord. Point number eight, the rebuilding of Jerusalem. Nehemiah 4.18 For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side, and so he builded, and he that sounded the trumpet was by me. Nehemiah 4.20 In what place therefore ye hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. Point number nine, a watchman's responsibilities. Ezekiel 33.3 If when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take away any person from among them, 
He has taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Point number 10. Warnings concerning sin. Isaiah 58.1 Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Joel 2.1 Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Point number 11. The Lord shall blow the shofar. Zechariah 9.14 And the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning. And the Lord God shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with whirlwinds of the south. Isaiah 18.3 And ye inhabitants of the world, and dwellers on the earth, see ye when he lifteth up an ensign on the mountains, and when he bloweth a trumpet, hear ye. Isaiah 27.13 And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria and the outcasts in the land of Egypt and shall worship the Lord in the holy mount at Jerusalem. Point number 12. Isn't it interesting? I had 12 points. 12 points, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 gates to the city of Jerusalem, uh, 12 tribes of Israel, 12, uh, um, 12, 12 apostles, 12, 12, 12. Point number 12, alas, many will not listen. I don't have a verse for you. Instead, well, actually I do. I have a verse, Jeremiah six seventeen. but let me just uh, insert my own comment first. It is an absolute tragedy that like Israel of old, millions of people today pay little or no attention to the Almighty's word and the warnings it contains. The Bible has been given so that we will be warned and yet mankind still doesn't listen. Blindly they stagger on refusing to acknowledge the Creator's presence, His word, and His law. And I might add, His offer of salvation through His only begotten Son, Yeshua the Messiah. You know what? In my opinion, This ignorance is the greatest mistake the human race has ever made and, alas, is still making. Let's read one more verse. Jeremiah 6.17 Also I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. I had twelve... bullet points basically 12 numbered points uh, showcasing the differing um, places where the shofar was sounded throughout the scriptures and repeatedly we see that God has a theme God has a purpose for this instrument God has a a, a, a calling unto us a, a, a sounding of the shofar to draw us unto himself a purpose for fighting our battles, a reason for the redemption offered through his son. This next section and last section of my commentary is the summary. And in the summary, I want to use 12 more points to summarize basically everything that my commentary has been talking about, especially this last section in point four about the spiritual dynamics 
of the shofar. The shofar, the ram's horn trumpet, represents the spokesman, as it were, of Hashem, the Almighty God of Israel. The, 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 the trumpet is like God's, God's messenger. Okay? It is he whom his spirit declares the truth. The voice of the Lord is actually heard, as it were, through the sound of the shofar. It is a musical instrument of antiquity, but it is an instrument of God's own making. Most shofars today are organic. They're made by God himself. And so the voice of the shofar is not magical. It's spiritual. If we will listen to the voice of God, as can be heard in the sound of the shofar. Listen to these last 12 bullet points, and then I'll give my closing blessings, okay? Point number one in my summary. A divine shofar sounded at Sinai when the creator of of the mighty universe gave Israel his holy law for all mankind. Blowing its earthly counterpart, the ram's horn today, is declaring one's acceptance of God's eternal commandments and authority over us, his people. Point number two, the shofar was and still is sounded on Hashem's high and holy days. In essence, the weekly Sabbath, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and in the Day of the New Moon. Blowing it today is a reminder of the everlasting covenant between the Almighty God and His chosen people, Israel. Point number three, the shofar was instrumental in triggering the Almighty's power when he demolished the walls of Jericho in the days of Joshua. Blowing it today is an act of living faith in the Almighty's ability to demolish the systems of this world, however high and mighty their ramparts may be. Point number four, the shofar will always herald victory in warfare, provided the people of the Lord are obedient to his law. Blowing it today is a call for divine assistance from God himself. Point number five, the shofar was sounded when the king of of, uh, Jerusalem, David, brought the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. Blowing it today is a sign of our recommitment to the Holy One of Jerusalem and of Israel. Point number six, the shofar was... um, sounded when Solomon was anointed king of Israel. Blowing it today is a declaration of our loyalty to the king of kings, Yeshua, the Messiah, one who is wiser and greater than Solomon. Point number seven, the shofar was sounded when the temple was dedicated. Blowing it today is a call to worship. Point number eight, the shofar was sounded when the Israelites' exiles returned from captivity to rebuild the city of Jerusalem and the second temple. Blowing it today is a symbol of the restoration of God's truth. Point number nine, the shofar was blown by the watchmen on Zion's walls to warn the inhabitants of the sword of the enemy. Blowing it today is a signal to awaken to the danger of of satanic attack. Point number 10, the shofar was sounded by the watchmen and the prophets of Israel to warn of sin. In like manner, we must warn God's people else we will have blood on our own hands. Blowing it today is a call to faith, repentance, and obedience. 
point number 11. Before the end of this age, all humanity will hear the Lord himself sound the great shofar, the heavenly trumpet, which will raise the dead. Blowing the ram's horn shofar today is a reminder that we are fast approaching that time. And point number 12, alas, most people will not heed these warnings even when they are backed by the eternal word of God. To them, the shofar is an embarrassment and divine warnings only stir up contempt and anger. Don't let this happen to you because that would be a disaster. For the fact is, the call of the shofar signifies all that is dear to the God of Israel. And what is that? Truth. Repentance, obedience, dedication, restoration, sanctification, warning, expectation, victory, and resurrection from the dead. So in future, when you hear the call of the shofar in the future, remember these things. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and bless his holy name. May it be that he will spare you in the fast approaching day of judgment. And so, I end here my commentary with a prayer that Hashem, the God of Avraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, or the God of Avraham, Isaac, and Israel, Almighty Creator of the universe and Father of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah, that he will bless all those who seek to trust and obey him. Hallelujah. There are some traditional greetings for this particular comment, uh, for this particular time of year. Um, one of the traditional greetings is Lashana Tova Tikatevu, which is literally from Hebrew to English, may you be inscribed in the book of life for a good year. Um, the meaning, by the way, of this greeting is this that um, this Rosh Hashanah greeting wishes others a good year and a good judgment by God. Remember, this greeting is often shortened uh, simply to Shana Tova, to good year. So, um, but it, its full implication is uh, have a good year as you are inscribed in the Book of Life. Another um, greeting that we hear around this time sometimes is Gamar Chatimatova, which literally from Hebrew to English is may you finally be sealed in the Book of Life for good. And the meaning of this greeting is that uh, this greeting wishes others well in the new year. And we use it um, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that little 10-day uh, span of time there. Gemara Chatimatova. Uh, and then finally, just one little short greeting is Yom Tov. And that literal Hebrew to English translation means good day. <laughs> or, um, or in Yiddish we would say good yantif, good yuntif. Um, Yom Tov is often pronounced uh, uh, Yuntif or Yantif in Yiddish and it's used on holidays and uh, Jews often greet each other with uh, Good Yuntif or Good Yom Tov or, or Good Holiday okay? Good Yuntif in Yiddish if you enjoyed this study and you'd like further resources uh, I recommend you read Leviticus 23, 24 and 25 that's chapter 23 verse 24 and 25 uh, read Numbers 10, 10 read Nehemiah 8 
verses 1 through 3, Psalm 47, 5, as well as Psalm 81, 1 through 4, Psalm 89, 15, Psalm 98, 6, Isaiah 26, 19, as well as Isaiah 58, 1, Joel 2, 1, and verse 2, Zechariah 12, 10, Matthew 24, 8, as well as Matthew 31, uh, uh, 24, 31, and then 1 Corinthians 15, Verses 12 through 58, as well as 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. And with that, I wish you a Shabbat Shalom. That concludes our show for today. Remember, because the Messiah has already come, the Torah is now a document meant to be lived out in the life of a faithful follower of Yeshua through the power of the Ruach HaKodesh to the glory of God the Father. It should not be presumed that it can be obeyed mechanically, automatically, legalistically, without having faith, without having trust in Hashem, without having love for God or man, and without being empowered by the Ruach HaKodesh. To state it succinctly, Torah observance is a matter of the heart, always has been, and always will be. My name is Torah teacher Ariel Ben Lyman Hanavi. The intro and outro song was produced and performed by Ryan Kingsley. For information on contacting Ryan, you can reach me by email at Yeshua613 at hotmail.com. That's Y E S H U A number 613 at hotmail.com. Or visit our website at graftedin.com. That's graftedin.com.